0: This conversation would have been one of those moments lost in time, like tears in the rain. Except that we record it so that you could listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast.
1: Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, stations,
0: scouting for Plague
2: Runner,
0: 1982.
2: Prepare to rewind in three, two, one...
0: Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 124, that's 124, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons, helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Diego Avila, The Feelin' Film Podcast, Pierre Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support. It makes a huge difference in us getting to do this show, and we really appreciate you. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I predicted that Blade Runner would be a tragic movie, mainly because I recall being so bored the last time I watched this in college. Um, Did we watch it together? I don't Because I saw it in college for
1: the the only time before this.
0: I have a memory. Let's talk about that in a second. All right. (laughs) Before we introduce our guest, Paul, uh, here is your boop, 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 boop. Francisco's Flash Announcement. So this episode was personally picked by our patron, Jared Holzhauer. Uh, We Mm -hmm. did, for people that contribute at the $5 or more level on Patreon, they're randomly selected every quarter to uh, pick a movie just all themselves, and it can be a movie even that Paul and I haven't seen as long as it's 15 years or older. So thank you so much, Jared, uh, for being a patron. Thank you for picking Blade Runner. We are looking forward to seeing this, uh, or at least covering it in preparation for Blade Runner 2049. (laughs) And if you would like to be one of uh, the people that could pick the movies, you individually pick the movies we cover, consider being one of our patrons on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash retro rewind podcast.
1: The price might go up, so just be safe and donate $10 an episode. There, yeah, yeah. There you go. No, then you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So that was your Francisco's boop, 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 flash announcement. Now I'd like to welcome, as always, my good friend, co-host, master interrupter, Paul yeah. ba- Bazooka Lava Powers. Hey, Paul.
1: Hey, you're still calling me Bazooka Lava. Why right. not? Should I not? No, I don't know. It's your call. <laughs> you're the it's one your, who started it, so your, you have to be the one that it's it's ended your it. your name.
0: Uh, <laughs> but Paul, my <laughs> trivial question for you is this. Ridley Scott and Jordan Cronenweth achieved don't the f- know them. Sorry, go ahead. <sighs> achieved the famous shining eyes effect by using a technique invented by Fritz Lang known as the Schufton process. There's, oh I thought or, it, there's it was the- just
1: a- angling the camera because i could see that like, light is you know, bounced
0: into the actor's eyes off a yeah. piece of half mirrored glass mounted at a 45 degree angle to the camera yes that's what it is because i can
1: achieve that effect on accident yeah sometimes. but it's you so went the first so
0: it's not the powers process it's the no. process so they can make that work every time interesting yes paul if you were going to create a synthetic human what mm. outward feature would you give it as a tell
1: that it is synthetic oh you're going a different direction with that question okay. yeah that's right um Keep
0: guessing. antennae that's okay that seems kind of obvious but i suppose yeah if you want that. i
1: want to know <laughs> if there's if that's a person or an android i don't want to have to guess all right
0: all right fair enough and paul what's your prediction for blade runner
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. My prediction for Blade Runner is, or was, tragic as well.
0: Tragic as well. All right. So two tragic so far. And for this time on the podcast, we have not one, but two new guests to the show. Uh, They run the YouTube channel Geek Devotions, uh, as well as lead student ministries at their church in, uh, is it Latvia?
2: Louisiana. Louisiana.
0: Oh, right. Their church in Lithuania. Okay. Welcome aboard. LA. Shreveport, <laughs> <laughs> like Louisiana. <laughs> Welcome aboard Dallas and Celeste Mora. Hey,
1: guys. What's
3: going on?
0: What's going on with you? <laughs> so Are you you're...
1: racist against the South, Francisco? No,
0: I was trying to be funny. <laughs> 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 Apparently, my <laughs> joke went <laughs> pff,
1: <laughs> No, because whenever my brother moved to the South, you're like, where is he? Like, it's Alabama, right? Yeah, okay. but it took you like 20 years. Well, okay, good thing is, Georgia,
0: we're getting off topic. Let's All get right. to introducing our guests. This. Welcome, <laughs> Dallas and Celeste.
3: Uh, Thanks for having us, buddy.
0: Oh, absolutely. I have a couple more questions for you. First off, uh, what are your favorite movie genres? So let's start with Dallas.
2: Uh, uh, you just opened a can of worms that you don't even understand.
3: <laughs> uh, my favorite movie genres are probably uh, sci fi movies. Um, and I guess this plays into sci fi movies too, but it's like I really enjoy the post apocalyptic movies. Okay. Where mm. Society's trying to survive. Uh-huh. They're just, they're so they're
1: you're a millennial. After the apocalypse comes the thousand year reign of the millennial,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in another show. Okay, <laughs> good. Sounds good. <laughs>
2: session for Another day.
3: Um, and um, see what movies are like.
2: No, um, no, no.
0: You gave us one. That's fine. Celeste. Sorry, gonna... <laughs> what is you,
3: your favorite? Won't...
2: He will go on all night. Um, let's see. Favorite genre. Ah, uh, I'm going to say sci-fi as well, mm-hmm. but I particularly like sci-fi westerns.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, like such a, take my life, like, take
2: my what, land, yes. take me where yes. I cannot stand. Okay. And Cowboy Bebop. So, oh, yes. You know. <laughs> nice.
1: Well, very cowboys cool. Cowboys in space. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, because who doesn't need Cowboys in space?
3: That was Aliens doesn't. Oh, uh, no, well, no okay. we,
2: we, we ignore that one. We ignore that one. <laughs> were they one. in
3: space
0: though? I thought they were on earth, just aliens. Yes. Or,
3: they came to earth. So the they're, no, came to earth. it just, just put a big like
1: in the episode. That's all
0: I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Well, there's let's,
0: no, there was
2: no Nathan Fillion. It doesn't count. <laughs> let's
0: get back to, uh, sort of tying into the Blade Runner movie with these trivial questions. I'll start with you, Celeste. Harrison Ford became a spokesman for Japanese electronics throughout the 1980s following his role in this film. Celeste, if you could be the spokeswoman for a product, what would it be? It could be a real product, or I guess you could make one up if you like.
2: Hmm.
1: Synthetic animals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Electric
1: sheep. Yes.
2: No, 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 no. Ah, uh, Knitting needles because then I could have an endless supply of knitting needles and yarn.
1: You I like to knit say, too? Knitting beetles. I'm like, "Oh, cool. You could they could <laughs> knit for us." Ew. No. <laughs> Those are some <laughs>
0: tiny stitches. <laughs> yes.
2: Didn't it's like you know that clothes were made? I
0: <laughs> I say you like knitting too cuz Chrissy likes knitting, so. Celeste, what well, did you predict Blade Runner would be?
2: Um, I predicted it as a classic because even though I had not seen it before Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. I'd heard about it.
0: That's right. Thank you for reminding me that this is your first time watching it also.
2: Yeah. Clearly, I hadn't heard a lot because I thought it had Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) and I thought it had something to do with ice skating. (laughs) That would make
1: more sense. (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: Clearly, I hadn't heard a lot. Schwarzenegger on ice.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much, Celeste. Ice to see you. Dallas, here's your trivial <laughs> question. Ridley Scott cast Rucker Howard in the role of Roy Beatty without actually meeting the actor. He had watched his performances in other films and was so impressed he cast him immediately. However, for their first meeting, Howard decided to play a joke on Scott and oh, he no. turned up wearing huge green, gla- green sunglasses, pink satin pants, and a white sweater with an image of a fox on the front. Dallas, what is the most ridiculous thing you have worn purposefully?
3: Oh, man. Most ridiculous thing I've ever worn purposefully? Oh. Indeed. Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think back to all the videos I've made over the years. All these
2: events. Um, Sermon illustrations.
3: I did a video with some friends once where we did a silent film. And Uh um, it was only ridiculous because we were all together. We're at a park and... um, my buddy was playing a damsel in distress.
2: <laughs> and, and he was not very damselish. He
3: had a dress with a wig, but he has like, he had like a little like a little goatee a goatee. going on. Nice. And I had him tied to the tree and I'm wearing a trench coat, a fedora and a a mask that comes up over my mouth.
2: They had some joggers go by and the guy in the dress is like, "Hello!" And that's like not his voice at all.
3: Yeah, it was <laughs> So that was it's probably the most au- just because of the whole situation. That was the most things what ridiculous thing purposely that I ever wore. I
2: thought you were going to say your bathroom.
3: No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <So> that ridiculous
0: bathroom.
3: my bathroom would make sense because I was offered for uh, cosplay. True.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, cool Dallas. And what was your prediction for Blade
3: Runner? Uh, mine was somewhere between tragic, not tragic. I'm sorry, classic and nostalgic.
1: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Very oh. nice. Well, so we have like two kind of classics to two tragics. So let's see how this pans out. It'll be very interesting to see. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but Paul, please enter our course for
1: Blade Runner. Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on the movie Blade Runner, what we liked and what we liked most, and then also what we disliked about the movie, including what we disliked the most. We'll come back for our final rating and uh, maybe some feedback, and announcements
0: alert
2: alert approaching target
0: spoilers are coming establishing analysis vector los angeles 2019 there was an escape from the off-world colonies they slaughtered 20- the assignment track down six manufactured humans he's the best man for the job but he may die
2: Harrison Ford is the Blade Runner.
0: Yes, Harrison Ford is the Blade Runner. But did we remember that? Or did we remember Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Blade Runner? Let's find out <laughs> in our Memory Mind melt synopsis. I remember the beginning to be pretty slow as it lays out the landscape of the world. I found the imagery of the city to be absolutely fantastic, though. I vaguely remember a chase scene at the beginning, but that could just be iRobot. Harrison isn't Han Solo. He's a detective hunting androids in the future, where everyone speaks a mix of English, Japanese, and German. I remember watching the robots starting to become more self-aware and trying to figure things out. The robots that look like humans, called replicants, are turning against the humans, and Ford has to find out how... How... Seems like there was a scene where a girl robot was really confused about some clothing. Then Harrison is introduced to a lady, Detective Einhorn, who is a replicant, but doesn't know it and doesn't want to die. All the while, Lady Hawk is the replicant mastermind. The ending? I don't remember. Unless it was a gunfight in that weird apartment, has always stuck out to me. The camera shots and the discussions on what is human and not what... And not what was really head trippy. It's not fun like Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd say that's on the track to being right, but some of those memories definitely were incepted.
1: There was no mention of Finkel in there anywhere. No. (laughs) (laughs) Finkel and Iron. Finkel and Iron. (laughs) Oh my
0: goodness. But, uh, Paul, so. Yes, technically, Lieutenant Einhorn was not in there, nor was Ray, <laughs> R- Roy Finkel? Was it Ray Finkel? Ray Finkel. Ray, Ray Finkel, yeah. Paul, will you please tell us what technically went into making this movie, like who was in it, how much money did it make at the box office, that type of stuff?
1: Um. Well, first of all, just to be clear, we were uh, covering the Blade oh, yes. Runner version of the final cut. Yes. So um, I... So even though we had some memories, like, for instance,
0: all I'll out myself, I remember the apparently the voiceover from the theatrical cut where Harrison Ford says, "Yeah, on these streets, uh, people speak this language that's a mix of English, Japanese, and German. And I'm like, where is that? Oh, it's not in this. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, because right. the final cut doesn't have
1: that voiceover. Right. So this is the technicals for that. For okay. the 2007 final cut? Yes. Okay. But so... Well, it's a mixture. Well, never mind. I'll just give you the original. How about Thank that? Thank you. Yeah, let's just because go with I was that. about to say the run the runtime. Never mind. I'll give you the run. The, it's the original. Okay, it gets confusing. Yes. Blade Runner came out in theaters first on June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two. It's rated R. Runs an hour and fifty seven minutes. Mm-hmm. The original cut. Um, it stars uh, Harrison Ford, Rutger Hauer. Sorry if I missed. <laughs> Miss whatever, you know, it also stars Sean Young, Edward James, almost M. Emmett Walsh, William Sanderson, Brian James, Joanna Cassidy, and several others you may or may not recognize.
0: Whoa, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And in fact, uh, M. Emmett Walsh, who was the, I guess, head captain or or lieutenant who sort of said, Deckard, you need to go find these replicants. Yeah, he was uh, played Barry's disapproving dad. In the Flash TV pilot, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 113. Harrison Ford, who obviously played Deckard. He was Han Solo in the original Star Wars trilogy, which we covered in Slash 79. Kevin Thompson, who was the bear toy, one of JF's toys. He was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi, also Slash 79. Sean, Sean Young, who played Rachel, was Lieutenant Einhorn slash Ray Finkel in Ace Ventura Pet Detective, which we covered in Slash 37. Joanna Cassidy, who was Zora, this one surprised me, was Dolores in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which we covered oh, in Slash wow. 35. Brian James, who was Leon, he was General Monroe in The Fifth Element, Slash 15, mm. the one episode Paul has not been on, which is another episode. Interesting factoid. And yes. then William, William Sanderson, who is J.F. Sebastian, was Skeets in The Rocketeer slash 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lots of people in this one.
1: Yeah. Oh, so the budget of this film was about $28 million Whoa. and went on to make over almost $34 million in theaters.
0: Okay. Not bad. Not bad.
1: Yes. <laughs> definitely a plus (laughs) it's in the black yeah Uh, by millions so (laughs)
0: very good well there's gotta be something there then that people found interesting enough to maybe watch this movie multiple times and Mm -hmm. let's start off by talking about the things we liked about blade runner let's cut the final yes the final cut version ridley scott's apparently actual vision for this movie Uh, let's begin with Celeste. Oh, yay. What's one thing you liked about the movie?
2: One thing I liked, I liked the overall storyline. Like it made me think and I enjoy things that make me think. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that I could guess at easily. Like Mm. it's really annoying to me to sit down to a movie and be like, oh, this, this, this is going to happen. And then it does.
1: Yeah. It wasn't predictable. I'll give you that. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and
0: even for me, who had seen, I think, albeit the, it may have been the director's cut or the theatrical cut. I don't know. Back mm-hmm. way back when, I I didn't really quite know where things were going. It had been a long enough time that I didn't quite know what was going to happen. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely kept me on the edge of my seat in that regard as well. So yeah, uh, Dallas, how about you? What's something you liked?
3: Um, I really enjoyed just the graphic design of the of the layout of the city and how mm. everything looks with them. You know, when they're, they got that one pan across the whole city at the Japanese billboards and then like they're mm. on the street level mm-hmm. and they got the little like the noodle shop and everything going on. I just, I thought everything was really just gorgeously built for the city.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that goes into one of my likes. I feel like this world feels very lived in. Like this could be the future. Oh, yeah. Like it seemed yeah. very yeah. authentic. Yeah. That's yeah. very
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you seem to agree with
0: that, Paul. Is that one of your likes or why don't you give me one? else? Close. Okay.
1: Um, I was going to say with that was the vi- overall visuals. And I don't mean the special effects. Some mm-hmm. of those are kind of dated, like some of the lens flares. But, yeah. Um, right. yeah. But, no one's used lens flares anymore. Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> J-, J. J Abrams. The the compositions <laughs> of the framing and the lighting and the the, the cool colors mixed with the dark colors I loved yeah. the visuals in this, uh, the way like the cinematography, essentially. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. uh, it seemed like a lot, there were a lot of scenes that could have been still frames that could have worked as a, a piece of artwork on oh, somebody's absol- wall.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I would
2: agree with that. Uh,
3: the work they put into was interesting too. Cause they had to like a couple of those, like the weird look that they had. what made it so interesting was they put the camera on a, uh, track and had a computer go over it. Mm hmm. And then they reset it, and they filmed right over the footage like four times mm. to give it that weird look. For oh, I didn't oh, realize nice. that. Very cool.
1: The more mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Indeed.
0: <laughs> uh, Dallas, why don't you hit us with some more knowledge about something you liked?
3: Um, something else you liked? Okay, something else. Like I liked the um, the way that the. Um, inside of the buildings looked also like oh uh, everything looked it was like like even though like like his apartment looked trashed yeah everything was very purposely placed to give it that lived in feeling mm-hmm. and um
2: they purposely trashed yeah
3: but like apparently like the outside of his apartment was actually a, f- a like legit Frank Lloyd Wright building I was oh, about really? to say, they probably
1: just went it wasn't yeah. a studio set yeah. they just went into somebody's apartment and yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah added to it well like the the outside was Frank Lloyd Wright but then they had to build the set. Um the inside of it was a, a studio set they built. Sure, yeah. And um so they had to work hard to match that Frank Lloyd Wright feel also for everything. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate the work in building the set, not just the the rendering of stuff, but the actual work that went into it.
0: Yeah. Well apparently Yay, set designers. Yeah, totally. And apparently you're the king of uh leading me into my lifestyles because that goes right into another one of I, <laughs> something I liked, which was there's so much attention to detail in this movie. I feel like from mm-hmm. like, yeah. like I said, the, the lived in sets to I, and this touch just, I don't know why it floored me so much, but after, uh, so that scene where uh, Deckard is getting beat up by Leon and Rachel shoots Leon and saves him. And so he's obviously bloodied and, 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 beat up and they go back to his apartment and he, he drinks some water in this clear cup. And you see this like little, little splash of blood in the Mm -hmm. cup, in the water. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I mean that, I don't know why that floored me so much, but it's just like, you could have gone away very easily with him just drinking water and no one would have thought anything of it, but Mm -hmm. that you're like, he got beat up. Why would he not have blood going into this water? Because he's probably bloodied on the inside Right, I just thought I loved that they're so careful with the minutiae of stuff like that, yeah, so that that was another thing I liked, cool. uh Celeste, why don't we go back to you? Was something else you enjoyed about this movie?
2: Well, I don't know if this is actually a thing or not, but I feel like the world in the fifth element mm-hmm. was based on the world in Blade Runner because oh, the entire time I'm waiting for Corbin Dallas to run across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> way it looked it wasn't as bright it was much more grungy yes but yeah. it's just the the car the style of the cars the, style yeah. of buildings. Yeah, I the could way everything flowed it's like mm-hmm. this is a town a couple blocks away so which is cool because that was one of my first sci-fi movies so oh, for nice. me it was like oh hey i like this because i recognize this yeah
0: i i I mean i wouldn't doubt that luke basson is that who did the fifth element um might have taken some inspiration from this. I have no idea if he did, but I think Ghost in the
1: Shell did. did too.
2: Well,
0: oh, did Ghost yeah. in the Shell come after this, or did it come? Before? Yeah, 1995.
1: Oh, okay. Like yeah, then definitely yeah. It did.
3: Yes, much later.
1: Yeah. I think so.
0: Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, I think this this was one of those pillar movies in terms of sci fi filmmaking that I'm sure it, it's mm-hmm. its reach in terms of inspiration. It, it's a big reach. Sure. So right, it's uncalculable. <laughs> Thanks.
2: And we actually were discussing that in the middle of, of watching it because my, my movie expert over here uh, <laughs> normally Pointing knows things Dallas. like
0: that.
1: Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: normally
2: cool. I can be like, Hey, was this an inspiration for this? you would be like, yeah, this person. <laughs> this
1: is nice.
2: So much information into my head then.
0: <laughs> well, Dallas, why, why, don't you give, in English. why don't you give us some more information?
3: Uh, okay. Well, Regarding well, what, what you sure liked, I good. mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I liked was the the pull from different sources. Like it had the the old school detective Norfield to it throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie, mm-hmm. and then even like um, some some what um, the concepts of it I felt were being pulled from uh, the Metropolis the the solid film, mm-hmm. the oh, German yeah, film from from years ago. Um, that um, I feel like some of that came from those inspirations mm-hmm. as he built it. And so I I really appreciated that they're trying to put a lot of elements together to make this something special
0: yeah totally oh yeah um paul did, did you like how those elements coalesce together
3: i didn't
1: realize but now that you say that i'm like of course so yeah <laughs> well why- as a, as an art lover i i would say yes i do like that cool art begetting you, art why didn't you tell me something else you like paul Okay. Something <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because one of the it's it's one of those things that's so bad it it's 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 good. It's, oh, okay. I in the opening mon you said like, oh, it pays attention to detail so well. Yes, and in the opening not monologue, but uh, the writing Yeah, the opening and the last thing it says, it's like a, a throwaway line. Oh, by the way. Uh, retiring somebody oh. refers to killing somebody <laughs> because there's one line that takes place in the conversation between um uh the the girl and the guy. Did uh, you ever retire human by mistake? Right, and that was like yeah. the only time they ever mentioned retiring. So, <laughs> they're like, w- we got to explain that somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Let's put it in the beginning monologue. <laughs> so. I imagine
0: that's from the original book. I, I don't uh, know. Yeah,
1: but I, I like when they're cutting it out. I'm like, oh, we got rid of that that scene that explains retiring. Well, we got to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was serious. amused by that.
3: Oh, all right. so of the credits, or in the Harrison Ford doing a really awkward voiceover again. I just <laughs> right. think
2: it's a- that you took it that way because to me, it took. It was explaining the mentality uh, towards androids. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. As less than humans. So I think that's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, it's it's well done. It just kind of sticks out. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that from the opening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, Celeste, what's one more thing you liked?
2: Um, this is going to sound absolutely positively ridiculous but I liked (laughs) I like how it was so 80s (laughs) (laughs)
0: ridiculous
2: like I know it was an 80s movie but I feel like at the time it would have been
0: Um, Point of Order is a 2019 movie Mm -hmm. not an 80s movie I don't know what we're talking about (laughs)
2: apparently Uh, in 2019 we go back to the
0: 80s have you not looked around we are back in the 80s look at our our promo Uh,
2: (laughs) I'm, yeah. so, I'm I'm Look just waiting patiently right for the '90s to come back because that that was my jam.
1: There you go. <laughs> nice. I don't think it ever left. <laughs> Some people, it's always there out there. Hey, Jinkos are coming back, brother. Yes. What's coming back? Gingos.
0: Jinkos. Kinkos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jinkos. I don't the know really, what Jinkos really are. Big, the really, really big, massive pants that you could fit those like those are
0: coming back.
2: Yes! So those
3: are MC Hammer pants. Oh my God. No, no, no. That, no, 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 there's no drawstring at the, at the, at the bottom of the legs,
2: <laughs> so it's just open instead of sucked in at the oh angle. Oh, goodness!
0: Anyway, yeah, we're getting a little uh far afield here. I'll, I'll give you, how about I give one more thing I liked and then we'll get to our classic makers for Blade Runner. All Sounds right. good. And much like we're at the end of our like section, nearly. The ending of this movie, that climax of Jekyll trying to get away from Roy Beatty, for me, it was really gripping. I didn't know if he was going to get away. Again, I forgot how this movie sort of went. And oh, interesting. That he's You'll like, find out why later. Hey, Paul, I'm supposed to be the one who said, oh, that's interesting as, yes. a, as a foil to mean you're wrong. I'm going to tell you why later. Yes. <laughs> I flipped it on you. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, how is he gonna go away from this? How does this happen? Does he does he does he shoot him? I, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Uh, so I, I was really compelled by the climax to this movie. Uh, now let's talk about what really compelled us in terms of what we love the most about
1: Blade Runner. And let's start let's start with Paul. Thank you. Actually it's the what Celeste First said is the oh. story, the whole overall concept. Oh, I thought yeah. it was uh, great. Um, humans versus androids or robots, and robots taking over versus the whole man versus machine. Uh, that whole concept, that idea, that's played out so often nowadays. And I think it's great to explore these ideas. You can have lots of conversations about it, oh, and totally. to uh, and. Yeah. Du- dig deeper into the concept of it all. Indeed. Very good.
0: Uh, Dallas, how about you? What was your classic maker for Blade Runner?
3: Mine was actually kind of along the same lines as the storyline and the themes that come out of it. I really found the, the concept of having the false memories implanted mm. into someone. And then when uh, Rachel uh, discovers that she's a replicant, like, you in the in the shot, you can see her world just kind of like shattering mm-hmm. in her mind, mm-hmm. and um, and it brings up the whole question. It's like, what makes up a person? Is it our memories? So you know, who who are we really? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's my classic major, uh, classic maker is just the concepts it brings up and how they handle it. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally, very cool. Uh, for me, my classic maker is so I had several more likes. That I want to share. So I essentially decided... Rapid fire. No, no, no. I, I, I like so many more things about this uh, movie that I'm Voltroning them into a classic maker.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: so it's a combination of the engaging story, compelling characters that were also, I thought, well-performed. And mm-hmm. for the most part, the execution of the world visually... I thought I think I think everything is greater than the sum of its parts. Like something we talked about in remember the titans, I think that's episode 121, where I feel like every, it had great components, but they didn't really jam together to give us something more. I feel like this is very much a counterpoint to that. I feel like this everything on its own is great and together it made it even better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that that is my classic maker for Blade Runner. Let's go to Celeste. Why don't you close us off? What's the thing you love most about, about this movie?
2: The thing I loved most was watching Harrison Ford act.
0: So oh. That sounds
2: weird, but you know, there's just those actors where you're like, okay, let's see what you can do with this. And he's one of those because it was not Han Solo and it no, wasn't Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, good yeah. point. And,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so it was just interesting to watch him because it was kind of that gritty detective type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just thoroughly enjoyed watching his acting. It was a good story. It was well done. Mm -hmm. So that made it easier to focus on him as an actor.
0: Nice. Very good. So we had lots of things we liked about this movie. Uh, And before we get to the maybe possibly lots of things we didn't like about this movie, let's go. We like to go out to our social media, which is like you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and ask, hey, what do you guys think about this movie? These movies we're about to cover. And here's what you had to say about what you remember about Blade Runner. To start, the CP perspective says, great movie. I vividly remember the scene in which Blade Runner, Harrison Ford, chases after and shoots a replicant who was working as a dancer. I felt bad for her, cry emoji. The scene was dramatic and intense. Great filmmaking. Thank you, the CP perspective. Uh, Mishka Studio Perfect gives uh, less than sign three, so a heart and then a smiley. So thank you, Mishka. Marcus Lineker says this one this is one of my f- all time favorite movies. It is almost an art film. I really like the original cut of the film. It has the Harrison Ford narration, which makes it so much more of a film noir. I can't wait for the sequel to arrive this fall. So thank you so yeah. much, Marcus. Uh Poor. my name is Paul. Poit Poit Poet Creations. Sorry for it. Uh <laughs> smiley face emoji. Love it. Thank you very much. Uh Diego Avila, seventy nine, says, sure is rainy
1: in the future. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> it is. That's a very good point. Thank you, Diego. Hey, there's no drought there. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, it's uh love
0: it's, it's, it's it. acid rain though, so you gotta watch out for that. <laughs> Nate uh Napod says Gerald Hanna is super weird, even for a replicant, wide eyed emoji. Yeah. Thank you, Nap. I thought it was Black Eyed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gosh. Uh Kate Peeler sat. Kate Peeler says, Sadly, I remember it being very, very boring. <laughs> Thank you, Kate, for sort of spearing us off into the tragic section. And uh, Ryan R. Jackson caps it off by saying, This movie had a great premise, but was slow and depressing. Mm. will be interesting to see new one. I think you mean like the 2049, right? Yeah. Thank you for the feedback. And maybe we thought this movie was boring. Let's talk about that in our dislike section. And let's start with. Uh, I feel like, yeah, let's start with Paul. All right. I've been,
1: This is so silly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to go on a little rant. I'm getting on my soapbox off here, sir, or, or on it. So. Well, make uh, up your mind, on or, on watch. or off. You want to skip the next minute or two? You can. But um, and I remember this the first time I watched it, I'm like, you have Harrison Ford, you're doing a sci-fi movie and it's not star Wars. Why in the world aren't you making another star Wars in the (laughs) eighties? You have him. It's kind of like, 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 look, I like Henry Cavill right now as Superman and he's doing, I thought he was great in man of uncle or man from uncle, uh, but they should be making more Superman movies with him. What are you doing? You're wasted time. I thought it was a waste of time. And so, what I really didn't like this you know, is getting there to my are point. Other movies. No, right? there's, there's. Look, they're wasting time. <laughs> there could be more. There's valuable gold to be mined, and they're going off and they're picking daisies. No, go for the gold. And what? it was not the Olympics. What ticked me off is at the beginning they're, they're, the crowds are walking through the rain and they're holding, what do they have? They have lightsaber umbrellas. Just reminding me this is not Star Wars. <laughs> they could have been making a Star Wars film with Harrison Ford, but no. That's like a dig into my face. Ugh, i got to put lightsabers in here to remind you this is not Star Wars. Right, so are ahead. you
0: upset that Harrison Ford was in Ender's Game?
1: No, that was after the Star Wars thing. What are you talking about? Star Wars is happening right now. I know, and they killed him off. <laughs> but Ender's Game was before that, like a little exactly. bit before Exactly, that. that was before they brought him back for that. So in between Return of the Jedi and yeah. and The Force Awakens when they weren't making any Han Solo films, okay. I'll give them, I'll give them leeway for that. This after Empire Strikes Back and before Return of the Jedi. So Exactly, why? they could have been making more Star Wars films. Thank you for proving my point.
2: <laughs> see, see yeah. I give no leeway for Ender's Game because they butchered it. So you know, oh, I liked
0: Ender's Game, but I read the book End. too, and so I, I feel like I've, have, I've have good judgment, judgment, but whatever. That's fine. This isn't the Ender's Game podcast. Let's get back on points of Blade Runner. So last, <laughs> uh, you sound like you have something to say. So what's something you don't like?
2: Oh, mine, mine is all very superficial.
0: Okay. Oh, mine why wasn't.
2: Could, <laughs> why could they not take a freaking bath? <laughs> they were <really laughs> dirty.
1: It was wet outside. All they do is stay outside. Oh yeah, and,
2: like and sweaty and nasty. Oh and- no, no.
1: Oh, thank you. They were they were no, sweating they and either- they were wearing coats. I'm like, take off your <laughs> coats. <laughs> what
2: is going on? Go take a shower. Have they gotten rid of soap in 2019?
0: Maybe it's super like- cold. Outside, but super warm inside.
2: Dirt doesn't make know. you warmer. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It's a valid point.
1: You don't have
2: to. You don't have to
0: actually, answer for her. Actually, dirt, <laughs> she's right. I would say dirt does make you warmer because it it, it hides your heat signature from predator, and right. so it probably has to radiate that heat inward. Even though Mythbusters right. proved that that's not really going to work, but still, did, that's
2: the. Did you just say it protects you from predator? You haven't
0: seen yes. that
3: movie yet. That's the one that we have to watch. Oh, here. okay. Uh, there we go. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so Move confused. along. Move oh, along. That's on our list. We have to, she has to watch. So still. Okay. Sorry.
1: Move Sorry on. about that. Move yeah. along. But yes, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I
0: don't know where I was going with that. Oh, oh you guys are saying that. Oh, not me. Celeste's going there. Okay. Yes. You don't like the heat yes. and the grunge. I, I think that contributed to it feeling like a lived-in world, as opposed to the, the sterility of some like Star Trek.
1: But no, I can see, bo- see that I can see that bothering. And I'm dirty. talking right now, Paul.
0: Of course, Sorry. they're sweating and dirty. They're people. <laughs> people sweat and are dirty. You're wearing want?
3: coats. Dirty? Why? Because <laughs> the androids sweating. They yeah. got me. Like
2: why? Oh. Why is an android sweating? Oh. Who takes the time to well, program his yeah, sweat? But
0: you know they're tri- more human than human is what we say. I mean, okay. yeah,
1: but they don't feel hot or cold. I, so
2: who says
0: they don't it feel it? They may not respond Jeez. to it, but who's to say whether they
1: feel it or not? I think if that I, whole scene was ju- was setting that up that they don't feel it. The whole <laughs> like frozen eyeball thing.
3: Mm-hmm. The scene where she check, grabs the egg. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. Like,
1: I know what scenes you guys are talking about. I'm not
0: saying you're crazy. I'm just saying they they're choosing just like... He There's, sticks the thing in his hand just so he has he can use his hand. I feel like they can turn... Much like Data can turn off his fear response from Star Trek. Have you seen Star Trek Next yeah. Generation? We take some of the chip so. out of okay. his fear. Yes.
2: I'm in, I'm in the middle of it.
0: Okay, all right. So he can turn off stuff because he is synthetic. I'd imagine they can turn off stuff
1: internally like that and not pay oh. attention to their pain. What if Harrison Ford was a data hunter? Oh. <laughs>
3: Kind of so would impression. that
0: make him the guy that wants to destroy him to make more? No, I guess not.
2: No. No, that would make him lore.
0: Lore, yeah, yeah, something like lore. Wow, we stop rabbit trailing here, guys. My
2: goodness, That's <laughs> <laughs> so what we do best.
0: Dallas, what's something you didn't like about
3: Blade Runner? Um, I did not care for how the scenes dragged out in certain points. Oh, like the whole for, scene for were, instance, yeah, yeah. Like for example, like when they did the um. Um, where he shot the replicant in the street, uh-huh. and how it was just slow motion for days,
2: mm.
3: and that like was
2: your time to go to the like, like that
3: particular cut, <laughs> yeah, that particular cut of the movie though, like he went back and made it longer. Yeah. What that oh, was like the original cut scene of that yeah. was shorter, yeah. And he's like, hey, let's make this even slow, and they
1: reshot the scene. Oh, they yeah, went and they and re- the rehired re- the same actress and they reshot the scene for this cut huh and i was i thought it was a horrible like even the slow-mo wasn't a good slow-mo it was very no. choppy
3: was choppy like, yeah and, and this it, and then there's so many other scenes that were like they were just so long i mean when hmm. you do videos there's this there's a concept called trimming the fat where you you know it's like okay you know even like a second, two seconds you cut so you go to the next scene to keep playing. It's not
1: boring. artsy. <laughs>
2: Are you calling artsy people fat?
1: No, I'm calling them boring. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> he's trying to offend everybody today. <laughs> but no, it's just there were so many scenes where they just dragged on for days and it was like and like later after after we watched it i listened to uh, a buddy of mine's podcast and he was talking about um the new plan of the ace movie and it was about it. and he was actually one of them was complaining about scenes dragging on he's like well you just his uh, my friends though was like he's like you know but it's dragging on because you're trying to see the emotions of people's faces as a response thing i'm like that, and so at first I was like, am I wrong for thinking that these scenes dragged out too long in the movie in and, and Blade Runner? But the more I thought about it, I was like, no, because they just sat there. There was no response. Some of it was just deadpan at moments.
2: Daryl hmm. Hannah did not need that long to die. Hmm.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't shot in the head. So it
2: required several king.
1: more to the chest.
2: The to Goblin the King chest. took too long to die.
0: You've seen a lot of dead bodies. Tell me, is that normal?
1: Yes, the topic. It. <laughs> Can you stop it? What do you want me to do? Kill him again? What's that for? The rock Paul. Jeez. Oh yeah. <laughs> it sounded vaguely familiar. Um <laughs> just cut me some frickin' movie? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yes. No, Nicholas Cage. Th-
0: these are all movies oh, we've no. these Don't are movies good. we've covered on the show, so-, so we reference them
2: gotcha, probably man. more often than
0: is helpful. Uh, but <laughs> It's good that just
2: wasn't one I was familiar with.
1: No, worries. nor most people. So thanks yeah. for bringing it, and keeping <laughs> us thrilled. Oh my!
0: Uh, something I didn't like about this movie was even though I I liked, I thought that the the world, the sort of production design of how the world was executed was, was done well. There were a couple things that I thought could have been left out. Maybe could have had the. Fat trim, so like you said, Dallas. Half the movie. Oh my gosh, Paul! We're not <laughs> to you right now. Sorry. <laughs> I thought the flamethrower building things at the beginning were very right. odd. I felt like that was this. M- this place is so industrialized, and it didn't. I don't think that was quite the right tone. I mean, I didn't, the rest of the movie mm-hmm. didn't feel super industrial. It felt super urban. But those aren't the same thing. So I that. Well, how do you think odd they make
1: all those replicants and that seemed odd to and me. Sun.
0: And okay. also, for being set in a very expansive version of LA, that's what I was led to believe anyway. Even with the varied locations, I felt like this world felt kind of small. Like they didn't really move around. They didn't go many places.
3: I, mm-hmm.
1: And the budget was
0: only what twenty.
3: It was like it was like very I, much like Dark City. It was I, I was like
2: supposed to be LA because I thought it was Chicago. No,
0: it no, is LA. Yeah, 2019 yeah. Los Angeles.
3: Yeah. It's uh, like a dark city where everything was in one space. Yeah, was, yeah, kind of like that. And so
0: I mean I kn- I know it, for 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 all I know, Pris Pris and JF uh, JF's place could have been on the completely opposite side of the city than where Deckard was. I don't know, but I don't get the feel that they're traveling all that far uh mm-hmm. to places. So that that's just one Little quibble I had. Let's go back to Paul, the master of Blade Runner quibbles.
1: Yes. Okay. So go to the very beginning, the very, very beginning. You have black, and you have red text for the title, and white text for all the others.
0: No, no. The very, very beginning, I have this green tree that's like you know, asking. Uh, well, characters. I'm
1: talking about the 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 title sequence. What do you call that?
0: I guess the text crawl, crawl, text
1: crawl. Yeah, there they weren't crawling or scrolling they were just fading in anyway you know what the actors names oh up. just
0: the opening credits yes there we go okay. the opening credits
1: yes um it did a good job of setting the mood no, that this was long <laughs> and boring <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you want to start with you want to start with a punch or something i understand to set the mood but White text on a black background is pers- my personal uh, pet peeve. I, I realize it is, Paul. And for most most cases,
0: I don't care for it either. Though I did enjoy sort of the... And this is something we... I don't, none of us touched on this. so I, I'm going to just ask point blank. Did any of you guys like the music in this? I kind of appreciated it. I thought it fit the overall tone well. but My wife say?
1: really liked it. She thought it was the best part of the movie. Wow, okay. I would not agree with that assessment, but fair enough. <laughs> Dallas or Celeste?
3: I liked it at times, like I think part of it cuz some scenes dragged on too much. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But like it did cuz it added to that whole film noir, you know, cop yeah. feeling, pop yeah. Story. yeah. I mean, so it it I fit just, perfectly into that.
2: I just yeah. don't remember the music.
1: Yeah, it's go.
0: very
3: understated, like was, I'd say. Like mm-hmm. you
2: said that and I'm going there was music? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By oh. Vanja Jelenes, the, the people who made the uh, the Chariots of Fire.
0: Oh, is that really the same people?
1: Yeah, that's really oh, the I same didn't, people. Oh, I I had no idea. I had, see. Honestly, a lot of people of are like, "Let's get the Chariots of Fire soundtrack." That's awesome. Nobody's uh, out like, "Let's get the Blade Runner soundtrack."
0: Overplayed. <laughs> actually, I actually <laughs> like the. I wish they'd used the the song that they used for the end credits somewhere more in the movie Mm -hmm. i feel like that was like really like upbeat and
1: was a bit more you stayed for the end credits all right keep going (laughs) he thought it
2: was a marvel movie
1: (laughs) i guess but i remember the end credits being like on a black screen with white text so you
3: know i was out
0: (laughs) how most end credits are
3: yeah Yeah, it's it's not a movie it's not a marvel movie buddy
1: yeah so i was out okay uh, Actually, that's the go. time my wife and I decided to talk about different theories, but we'll get to
0: that oh, later. Oh, well, cool. Uh, let's go back to Dallas. What's something else you didn't like?
3: Um. Okay, <laughs> Paul started at the beginning. I'm going to start at the end. Okay, um, at right. <laughs> the very end where he's um, he's given that speech. He's holding the the dove. Yeah, and he's he's giving that speech about you know the memories being gone, like tears and the rain, which. I found it interesting that he ad libbed the last half of the yeah stage.
1: yeah yeah oh uh,
0: really like
3: mm-hmm. yeah like just the last half not the whole thing but the last half right. he, he ad libbed it but the whole like releasing the dove mm-hmm. as this he, like, he shuts yeah. down like it was just it was a little over the top for me oh it was just I was
0: really like, I kind of like the symbolism yeah, it was a little cheesy for me I kind of mm-hmm. like the symbolism for me I, I took it to me well there what did symbolism? let me well yeah I'm okay here's how I read it. That he, it was okay. his way of showing that he he thought he had a soul or deserved a soul, and he was letting mm-hmm. his soul go
1: to heaven, so to speak. Right. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And <laughs> androids don't have souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ticking Sorry. off the androids, by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: the Poor <Andies>. Data. Um, <laughs> Coming to get so,
2: you.
3: But no, I I can see why I can see that, but just something about it. I don't know. If it's just because of it was so dated. You know, it, because of, because that, of the
0: slow-mo, is that what you was, didn't like Dallas? Yeah, it's a slow-mo.
2: Why do we need a slow-mo of a bird flying?
0: So you can <laughs> because see it's the eighties. Each flap of its wings as it moves <laughs> to the heavens.
2: It, it just needed a a uh, perm and it could have been perfectly 80s.
1: Yes. What?
2: <laughs>
1: Moving on. <laughs> just accept and move on. Okay, Francisco. that's fine. I'll
0: accept and move on to something else I didn't like. Yeah. Okay. Which was that.
1: Really? Sorry. I had the same thing. I thought that was a rape scene, too, when he was forcing himself on her. I didn't like that. <laughs> it was too creepy. So, uh You know what? I will creepy. talk about uh, that in a moment, uh, Paul. Uh, that
0: right. was something else you didn't like, though, Paul? Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, Anyone else feel that way? Because uh, my wife was kind of like, uh, but then she thought it was okay because it was repeating. But I was like, no, I no. Was in a
2: moment. I was arguing with the TV. I was like, no, that is not okay. What is happening here?
1: No means no.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Wait, what? It means yes. I'm so confused now. Uh, (laughs) Well, I I will actually, I'm going to, we're going to possibly talk about that more in our Tragic Maker section here. Wait, wait for it. Uh, Okay. I I have one more thing I don't like. And then Paul, I think you have one more before we get there. Correct. For me... Okay, and this goes to the whole, is he a replicant, isn't he? But Deckard should be dead if he isn't a replicant. After the abuse he gets, not only from Leon, who these people are supposed to, apparently, like, three times stronger, ten times times stronger than a Uh human. And Pris, like, you know, doing the whole, uh, what's her name, on a top uh, from (laughs) Golden Eye on him. I mean, really, yeah, he should be dead if he's not a replicant. Though... I don't see any of it, the eye flashes or anything as it tells. So I'm confused at how he's survived.
1: I feel uh-huh. like that's a—that's too. They were going, they were being lenient on ambiguous. him. They were unrealistically lenient on him. Is that it? I guess they might've been. I don't know why they would be though. Oh. Um, how about that you, goes Paul? into my next. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a why. Okay. Here's Deckert, who we assume, let's say he's not a replicant. Okay. Either way, yeah. he spent the the better part of his last decade or so hunting replicants. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, as far as I know, watching the movie, this character has been set up as a hunter, as a hunter of what replicants. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is the pursuer, the attacker. Then all of a sudden at the end he gets a couple broken fingers and decides to drop his gun and run. Uh, why did he drop his gun and why did he run? If he is the hunter, you don't you you run around quickly to attack again. I thought the I thought it was unbelievable that they set this guy up to be a hunter and then at the finale he's not he is the prey and not the hunter. I didn't I thought mm-hmm. the character switch there was Oh. completely off and hmm. unrealistic.
3: Yeah, I chalked so, that up to the fact that these were like the newest model and they were so much more than what he's probably been used to over the last 10 years. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah.
1: And, but he, got, he was... Go ahead.
2: If they had truly become self-aware, then they were, had the ability for creative thought. A machine can only do X, Y, Z. But sure. if if they had gotten to that point of where they were... Actually, yes. beings sentient beings, then they could go. Oh, I'm going to do be a X. sure,
1: but Other he's than- had years of hunting them. They've had creative thought, so yeah. I it took me right out. I was almost my tragic maker. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm more in line with Celeste that these are probably models he doesn't he hasn't encountered really all that often. He may mm-hmm. be good at recognizing them but in terms of actually hunting them maybe these he doesn't hasn't done that often and so it's that's why he seems so barely is able to get zora I'll, pretty much would have lost to leon if if rachel wasn't there well i, I don't know why he didn't i, I don't know what priss was doing she should have ha- she had him i don't know why she was playing around yeah.
1: but uh, <laughs> but here's here's the thing he had no fear until he got a couple of, not even his main fingers of his hand, like his like most useless fingers of his hand, broken. And then all of a sudden, he went from no fear to fear. Let me ask you this, Paul. That's do the you, quickest you, character arc that I, I don't let me believe. Let me ask you this. Yes. Maybe
0: he, unlike Superman from Man of Steel, was just trying to get Roy Beatty just make sure, he, okay, oh, he wants to get me? Fine. Follow me. I know you're going to die soon, and I'm just going to just let you tag along me so I know you don't kill anyone else.
1: Could it be that? No. No. He Fine. Harrison Ford's too good of an act to portray pretend fear. That was real fear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Harrison Ford really was fearing for his life.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. God. No, I really believe that he, he was afraid, uh, and I didn't understand why. When okay, the, what they could have led up to that. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, these are there. There could have been a progression of that. That's but a good that point. That was not shown. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. that's completely fair.
0: All right. Well, then with that, let's get to the things we hated the most. Um, since I sort of teased it already, I'll get to it. I was unsettled by how Deckard forced himself on Rachel and. I'm actually not sure what to make of the why behind it. So here's where I sort of He came was horny. Down. Here's where I came down, Paul. Not here's where Paul wants to interject. Sorry. So I felt like he's either trying to show her that she has true feelings, even though she's a replicant, and that those feelings are okay in hers, and this is just a very pushy, not caring way of doing it. Or kind of along your lines, Well, he's just using her because she's a machine. And so she doesn't matter. Yes. So I'm, I'm not sure which the filmmakers were trying to portray with that. I feel like it's really wrong either way, but I'm curious. What, what are your guys thoughts on that?
1: I totally thought the latter never, the first never even crossed my mind. Oh, okay. Dallas or
0: Celeste. I
2: just, I just was having such a hard time with the fact it was happening on the mm-hmm. screen that mm-hmm. I didn't think it through. And until I don't even remember which one of you mentioned it. I had forgotten about it. I would blocked it out mm. because like it that we needed to watch it for this. That would have made me turn the movie off.
0: Mm. Like oh, wow.
2: that scene right there. I would have gone. Nope. And I'm done.
0: All right. So, so obviously that w- was very appalling to you that so much so that you wanted to block it out. Celeste. Sorry, uh, Sorry for bringing it up. No, I would have brought okay. it up here anyway. Trigger. <laughs> you, but what do you think though? Like if you, if you remove the the horror of it, do you feel like She's he was whore. doing it out of any sort of uh, good intention, just or good meaning, or do you think it was pure, I was just, just I so just
2: confused, mm. like I'm going, is he? Because in chick movies, sometimes they they do this thing where the guys like forcefully the kiss them, and you're like, ugh. Um, meant to be like this romantic thing and I'm going, mm-hmm. are they trying to insert romance into this mm. or like, I just was so confused.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it did. Certainly to watching this in 2017, it's like, this is not what you do. What is going on? Why are you right? Yeah. So apparently in a couple of years though, we're going to revert back to that. So be aware.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, Dallas, what did, what did you make of it? I'm
3: curious. Um, I'm kind of with you. Like, I was like, what? Why the heck is this happening? It didn't make any sense for it just to be there. I read later, though, like, it was like some of it played back to the book that Philip K had written. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh And it was like Rachel, Chris, they were actually the same model.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: And, sure. and they actually looked the same in the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, they went completely different ways. And yeah. the way that he actually ended up killing Chris in the book was. Um, he forced himself on her because mm-hmm. she was imitating um, Rachel. Oh. And so it was his way of basically forcing her to show her hand that she's not Rachel.
0: Or oh. And then
3: cause a conflict, and that's when he killed her. Oh, okay. That's my understanding of the way the book played out. And so... And All it, right. So now, like, well, okay, but there's no reason for it in the movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: Point question. Sure. When you said the book, um, do you mean... Uh, Do robots dream of electric sheep, or do you mean the novelization of Blade Runner? Because he wrote both. The novelization is just the
0: book reskinned as Blade... It just says Blade Runner and has a movie poster on the cover. It's the same book, though.
1: It is? Darn it! According to IMDb.
0: According to IMDb. No,
1: because my library... I was looking for the audiobook of the original, Uh and... And my library only had the audiobook of Blade Runner, not oh, the original. Okay. So right. I didn't check it out because I wanted to read it before yeah. we watching the movie. So I, I thought they hired him, the the it, the novelist, to rewrite uh, it for the movie.
3: No, it's a it's a reskin. So I I didn't read it. I just I, I was curious about it. So I was looking it up, and that's what it said. I did almost buy the comic book though. Uh, <laughs> Off uh, Google Play.
0: Oh, cool! I didn't realize there was a comic of it.
3: Yes, I saw that. It's There's interesting. Comic it's really interesting. I read the preview, and it was really pretty interesting. Well, very good. And was
1: it like the book?
3: I don't know. I mean, I didn't read any portions of the book, but um, oh, it, okay. It's my understanding was it was a graphic version of the book, and it was pretty like yeah, if you read the panels, yeah. like it's um, like you had like like the description, like the way a writer would write out the description of you know. You know, he woke up in the morning and it was always this way. And then you have his talking to his wife. Decker was married in the in the book. Oh, oh really? And, uh, yeah. And so you had the stuff play out. But it was really weird. Like, like there's this like machine they go to. They program their emotions that they want to oh, feel for the, for the day. I'm, I'm the, reading this now. <laughs> I mean, it was really weird. Really, really weird.
2: That would wow. be so awesome, though. Yeah. Be like, I don't. I want to feel happy today.
1: I want to see the movie of the book, not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Well, I've taken up enough of our time, so let's go on to some of your guys' as tragic makers. Let's uh, let's go with Celeste. What did you hate most about Blade Runner?
2: Um, I think honestly, it would be the same thing as yours. Like oh. that scene again. I would have turned it off had it not been for the fact that we, we needed forced to finish it, it
1: on you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> That's awkward.
2: Yeah, that is awkward. You're good. There's very few. There's a few things that I will sh- shut a movie off for, and mm-hmm. that's one of them.
0: Yeah, totally. So uh, let's.
2: I'm, I'm a completionist. I have to finish it, even if it's horrible. But well, you
0: know, I appreciate you continuing on and persevering yeah. through that for the <laughs> sake of our podcast. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Dallas, how about you? What is your tragedy maker?
3: Um. Just so it'd be different from, from the rest of all that, because that was oh, really? a big deal for me too. Yeah. But um, I don't think, even though like we're watching it on a, you know, the it was digitally remastered on stuff. Some of the scenes were not. They don't keep well. Oh, you know, yeah. Like I'm watching, I'm like, that's that's a model, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, the pyramid, like the pyramid, like even the pyramid. I'm not so sure that's not the same model from Highlander 2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> where they're doing like the blast zone and everything, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the exact wait. same model that was in Highlanders 2. That's the
2: one where they wow. were aliens. Models. Yeah, that's wow.
3: what it's, it's oh so God. it was. So it just some of the scenes it, it caught me off guard because I'm like, like yeah, these scenes are like, oh wow, this is gorgeous, and then it cuts away and it's like, wow, this is this is really awkward. Yeah, it's
1: only a model. Gonna, <laughs> <God>. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that, that was my I, tragic I, major. It was just it didn't keep some of the scenes. Yeah. Didn't keep, um, like, it's and definitely a dated
1: watched. movie. I agree.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. And I'm normally the one that like has a lot of grace for it, but there's a couple scenes I was like, this is like the digitally reworked. I mean, it was kind of like when Paul was like having issues with Tron a few uh couple months ago mm-hmm. and how like the like the stuff was jumping. That that's what it was yeah. for me. I was like, this just something looks off for a yeah. digitally remastered yeah. final cut.
0: Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves Paul. Here we go. Buckle All your right. seatbelts.
3: All right, sorry.
1: So I kind of hinted at it when I said the exact same thing when I was talking about the opening credits that it's slow and boring. <laughs> this movie is slow and boring. Now, if you cut half of, if you trip the fat, I, I like don't you said, see how you can say it's slow. Um, I
0: could see how you could say it's slow, but boring. I
1: just, I
0: go okay. ahead. Finish. I'll
1: let you finish. I'll let well, you, finish. you know those slow parts. Yeah, that's boring. Okay. <laughs> And then the, the, the climactic part that was so on the edge of your seat. Oh no! It was like I'm, I'm c- can't get the, past the that the main character who's been a hunter all this time is now running like a little girl running from you know, uh, in a, uh, sorry,
0: Just little boys have fear too, Paul. yeah, I gotta be sexist? Jeez. Yeah. If you yeah. want to see yeah.
2: Harrison yeah. Ford running in a, in a tutu and unicorn costume, there you go. Because that's what a little girl would wear. Well, or if
1: you want to see Harrison Ford running, you should go watch Han Solo running after the Storm Stormtroopers. Troopers. There we go. Or I
2: Indiana was, Jones I, running away from the big
1: rock. Yeah. No. I he's allowed to be in Force Indiana things. Jones movies. Yeah. So that's fine. The fugitive, no, you're running. You should be running after okay. stormtroopers. Well, question. <laughs> Query, as it were. Okay. How tell me this.
0: And I don't remember, it was back in episode 20, so it was a while ago. Oh, wow. How is it that scenes like Daniel waxing the cars, yes. painting the fences-
1: would, Has a purpose. Would you
0: say, everything, pretty much everything in this no. has a purpose. Name, name long, something, I'll tell you
1: what the purpose is. Okay. Um, 10, uh, 15 seconds on a building that I don't care about. Which building? There are several scenes of just building shots. Oh, let's show the Asian lady eating another pill there's, or whatever there's she's shop. <laughs> yeah, they showed it once, twice, three times. No, 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 no. Let's continue. Like, okay, no. Uh, let's have more than just one Asian lady doing all their okay. commercials. But
0: when you say boring, I get the sense that you mean you're bored with the story. So is that? Both. Okay. They so bored is bored. What elements of the you story? We're what? At? What? You
1: know what? Let's. What? I have a. I have a better question. Oh, okay. What is the deal with this unicorn thing? Okay. Yeah. I'm is not sure it, actually. Is, okay. All right. Are How does it? Please explain. Ex, no. 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 Please oh, actually. Explain actually, to I know. me. Wait. Why he's a replicant? Okay. Based upon a piece pause. of paper that he finds on the ground. Pause. Pause. <laughs> it sounds like. Okay.
0: So. It sounds like Dallas probably has the real answer because it sounds like he's researched it maybe or something based on his hand motions. I have a theory, so I'd like to go yes. first. Okay. Just, just in case, and Dallas, by all means, I could be completely off. I have no idea. Okay.
2: Okay. okay.
0: My theory is, and I, again, I haven't researched this at all, is that the unicorn is something he daydreams about. That's established. Yes. I'm sure Paul was very bored with seeing a unicorn run on screen. Oh,
1: so slow!
2: (laughs)
0: Come
2: on, the hair flips of the unicorn. But
0: a daydream can be interpreted as something you're like you're wishing for. You wish you were there. If only you could be somewhere else right now.
1: If I only had a pony. So
0: if if I take that, then I sort of interpret that. His, seeing again, this little unicorn thing is a symbol of him having the freedom to go, to leave, to go into, not necessarily a dream state, but to, to be free of this world that he's in, that he's been having to be
1: in, and no longer is has this to be the a Is this the whole hunter. releasing your soul as a dove kind of thing <laughs> that doesn't make a lick of sense?
2: He dreams of a world where there's soap.
1: I'm not saying he
0: actually, Roy Bay actually has a soul. I'm just saying that's how he's trying to see himself as. That's all. I'm not... Agreeing with him just saying that's why I saw in it.
1: Wait, this is wait, why I'm ah, seeing
0: the unicorn. Oh.
1: How so, how does he realize he is an android when he sees? See, I
0: don't think he's a replicant. I actually am on the side, he's not a replicant. So, no,
1: but I thought the whole point of them introducing this unicorn was to say, because I turned after the wife, I was like, Oh, that's weird. They never had the scene of him finding out he's a replicant. And my wife, it was explained to me, no, him finding that unicorn shows that he is a replicant. Okay, Dallas, give us the actual answer.
3: the the actual answer there is no actual answer
0: off the show
3: i I need answers
2: no maybe there's
3: i was annoyed with the two but like like what i've read was um the the whole unicorn thing um was 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 implanted yeah it was implanted uh no seriously that's what my
1: wife's uh, if 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 you don't mind this is this was my wife's theory is that the whole the whole a uh, scene of the unicorn was actually a quote-unquote memory implanted into him that he was uh, dwelling upon and so the guy that's making all the uh, these okay he made three origami animals one was a man so two plus a man whatever he was letting him know that uh you are a replicant because we know the dreams that you have or the memories that you have because we planted them there because he, so I'm let It's like he's letting them know that, yes, we know you're thinking about unicorns. I'm like, how does that even make sense? If I dream of a <laughs> frog and I go to a toy store, they have stuffed frogs. Like, how do they know I was dreaming about frogs? I must be a replicate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't that, agree like, with that either. That's even. the running theory. That's the running theory. That I, that's what it is. is the guy that played Adam, or what, what was it? Edward whatever. James.
0: Almost. Yes.
3: Yeah, he. Um, like the the theory is that he has a file and he knows exactly what it is, but the, beyond that, the running theory that a lot of people have, of course, nothing been confirmed by any studios, is that he his memories are what Deckards are based off of. Oh, the Deckards like a replicant of of him, hmm. and that's why he knew. And that's the reason why he let him go because at the end of the movie was because he goes, I know the way you think, I know who you are and I'm showing pity on you, run now. Oh, wow. Hmm. See, I totally
1: yeah. did not get it. The only thing that signaled to me was either. that, look, okay, he was there at the apartment, and he knows yeah. that she was there. So I'm going to yeah. let her go, yeah. but not that you're a replicant.
0: Yeah, man. that's kind of why I got you. Like, that's I, what I got
1: in front of too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we need to get Ridley Scott <laughs> on the phone.
0: <laughs> or Brian Singer. Should we call it Bryan Singer? <laughs> no. no, not this
3: time. <laughs> Really, Scott. All he said has put out is saying that he is definitely a replicant. But I'm going to how? Nothing says that. Well, yeah. did,
2: they did mention at one point in the movie they said, oh, the yeah. line, are can be replicant. yeah, are you a replicant?" Right. But they
0: don't. Yeah, how do, do
1: you know you aren't? They don't do any of the eye yeah. stuff. No, but this um, was before that. This was before they put the four year limitation on. This is before they made him stronger. Are well, you talking about
0: much- before they never had? Oh, you mean he's not a Nexus? Six replicant, like the other replicants, yeah. could have long. Right, life he spans? was like
1: a much earlier version because in it's somewhere in much the beginning. Earlier, they, but he's pretty much human, though. I thought no, they uh, said that after they they started developing their own emotions and reactions to that, so they put a four-year limit on them. Okay, but so this he was a I model got, before that. I got the
0: impression that is only the Nexus sixes that really looked human, and all the other ones probably didn't look as human. So that's why I'm like. Sure, that makes sense that he would be an earlier version, but then why is he look
1: so human and act human? Mm-hmm. Because well, he's an I mean, earlier version of that. Mm-hmm. Before when they but were, it, I mean, then they regressed, and then they're back. He's like a Nexus Five.
2: I was about to say it wouldn't be that big of a jump from a Nexus Five to a Nexus Six as far as looks. I mean, look at the iPhones; they all look the same.
1: There you go. No, they're very different. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, fine. Look at look at the uh, the Kit Kat versus the. Uh, what what's another Android phone out there? The, oh, I the, I thought like the ice what, cream you sandwich.
2: You were about an actual <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah.
3: No, I'm talking <laughs> to Android phones call. here. Give me yeah. a break. From Kit Kat to Marshmallow.
2: There Those
1: you go. Are OS, Those all not, not phones. Exactly. So they all look the same.
2: Oh, true.
0: All right, all right. Okay. So we I think we've dwelt enough on this theory. By all means, let us know what you think. If you have your own theory, if you know of a theory that's uh corroborated by anyone. Uh, by all means, uh, let us know. Go follow us on Twitter at Pod, or same on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know what you it, what your theory is on all of this. But I got to get this to a close. I think we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Nope.
1: Okay, maybe. Firing solution complete rating Salvo with the ready on your sounds arc. like she does so here we go do we rate Blade
0: Runner a classic we'd recommend anyone go see this whether or not they've seen it before a nostalgic we'd only recommend people re-watch this like if you have fond memories of it as seen it as a kid you may or or young adult uh, who knows uh, then you probably re- enjoy re-watching it but if you're new to this movie you may not you may want to pass it up or a tragic, we'd recommend no one watch this movie. Even if you remember liking it, those are just memories. They're not the truth. Don't rewatch this movie. So how do we rate Blade Runner? Let's begin with Dallas.
3: Oh, this is a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause
0: it's not hard for me. I I know mine.
3: I know, but see, like I want to so badly say it's it's a classic for mm-hmm. people who are into cinematography. I watched this when I was in college and I was taking film classes because we were, we were meant to study it, to mm-hmm. study the the, the the technique, study the art. That being said, if you're not going into that, if you don't care about the art of it, stay away. <laughs> <I> <laughs> really? Wow. So I'm going to say,
2: because for, I feel like
3: most of the people w- listen to the podcast aren't necessarily... They're not wanting to go to the. well, I don't know. Maybe. Do I'm going to say. No.
2: You, you judge you. <laughs>
1: in the middle. Yeah,
0: this is this is Dallas's. Don't or, worry about me. everyone else. What does Dallas say about right. regarding his experience of watching Blade Runner? You can change your
1: it mind before me. the episode ends. <laughs> oh <my
3: Right>. gosh. <laughs> for me, having watched it sometimes before, being the one that had because I had to study it, I'm going to call it classic because there's all these tropes. There's those link back to. Uh, the North style to Metropolis and all these other things artistically for me it's a classic. Okay, and, and, and impact
1: on the
0: culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So classic for Dallas. Uh, Celeste, how about you? What's your rating?
2: Uh, for me, I'm not, I don't know because I can see the whole cinematography and the way things were done and the visually it was very beautiful. Um, and but the storyline was very common. Like I don't know if he was the first one to do this, but. Even though it did go somewhere I wasn't expecting it to, this I've read twenty books exactly the same. Mm. Before I've seen,
1: this came out,
2: well, no, well, no. So it's because had a,
1: a major <laughs> influence on <laughs> the books that you've read.
2: So, but I mean, was I robot influenced by Blade Runner?
0: I think Asimov was before Blade Runner. I, or I don't. You you keep talking. I'll look it that was. up. That's a good question.
2: So it's it's to me it was a fairly common storyline. Like the androids taking over is not.
1: It's not an original.
2: Space Odyssey two thousand one. Like open the doors, Hal. No, can't do it. It, This is something we has that has become commonplace. Mm. So I feel like there's better movies that you could see, Mm. as far as the storyline goes. Would you recommend
1: two thousand one over this? Sorry, go ahead.
2: did we watch Tragic.
1: I you haven't. We
2: watched part of it.
1: Tragic. Oh, Everyone's the, seen part of it.
0: The
2: one I've <laughs> seen the whole thing.
1: Tragic. <laughs> anyway, so what would you rate? Uh,
0: prediction. Prediction. Tragic. I'll specify that.
1: <laughs> Have you
0: seen it, Francisco? 2001, yeah. I saw it in college. Oh, I'm, tragic. I'm um tragic. <laughs> you're surprised.
1: <laughs> well, this wow. is from the same man who hasn't seen... Uh, a lot of movies. <laughs> I've I was seen about my say share no. of movies. No, I've but seen I was...
0: 123 movies, to be precise. Including video games.
1: <laughs> <Dang>, there's that. <laughs> We're walking it all over fine. to the last final rating. I'm waiting for her to, for a final rating. so um, I was giving her time.
2: Girl brain to decide i guess i'm gonna go nostalgic Nostalgic, because if you've seen it and you enjoyed it then you could watch it again Mm -hmm. i've seen it and i would not recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it
0: but you might recommend it to people who have seen it
2: yeah if they saw and they enjoyed it i certainly wouldn't stop them from watching it
0: because you're the police you'll stop
1: anyone (laughs) if you decide (laughs) you do not watch this Point. Why do they call them Blade Runners? I don't understand. Because here's, yeah,
0: I don't like that either. But apparently Ridley Scott, that was the name of another uh, screenplay he could have done. He liked the name so much that the studio bought that screenplay, ditched yeah. everything but the name and used that uh. name. But that, oh, that this script
1: just keeps getting worse. That
0: script was about people that like uh, actually were like, um, smugglers for I was blades. about to say, they
1: sound like yeah, smugglers yeah. For, for sharp objects.
2: Still anyway. not ice skating movie.
1: No.
0: Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep came out in 1968 while iRobot came out in
1: 1950. Oh, so. nice. So Will Smith wins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan Tudyk friend.
0: wins. Thanks yes. so much. Anyway, so Nostalgic okay. for Celeste. Paul, how do
1: you rate? See, I I wonder. I wonder how you're going to rate this. No, seriously. I've been trying to figure this out as well. Really? Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Because, like, I don't know if people remember, but... Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, is fun, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it, but I still rated a classic because of its cultural impact. Yeah, you do have that as part of your reasoning behind it. Yes, so that's why I'm conflicted. Mm. Um, Even though this is a slow and boring movie, I'm going to have to... uh, Emphasis on slow and boring. Uh, I'm going to rate this nostalgic because of the people that do enjoy it, and because of its uh, cultural impact nowadays. It's definitely not the first movie to explore this idea, but I think the styles and uh, some of the themes are uh, influential on the culture.
2: Mm. (laughs) And yet we still have androids.
1: Yeah. Are these not the droids you're looking for, Francisco? No.
0: um, Are we at a draw? No. This just... Well wow. this just in. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well for me, you know what? I when I remember from college, I just thought this movie, like Paul, was so slow, slow and boring. And boring. There like, you go. See <laughs> <laughs> just like two thousand one A Space Odyssey, that tragic movie. <laughs> it is slow and boring too. <sighs> I was like, Why? And then so I did not want to watch this again. But I am so glad I watched this again. I, maybe it's just this cut, but I was completely engaged in this. I really liked so much about it. I,
1: yeah, I. You weren't tired.
0: I wasn't tired, even though I watched it at my normal like watch at nighttime. I I wanted to watch it. I I wanted to share it with Christy because she I don't think has watched it. And I though there is that one scene that may yeah the not quite a rape scene rapey rape scene. scene yeah <laughs> it's not rape but we'll call it rapey <laughs> <laughs> ish that's it oh, ish wow. anyway ish. i yeah i i definitely would recommend it and rate it a classic so wow because, what would your
1: college self say about you I, now i don't know i'd be
0: in shock so according to the retro rewind podcast we rate blade runner with two classics and two nostalgics a draw but thankfully we have our patrons. Yes. If you contribute at the three dollar or more level, you're part of the Rewind Republic. And we ask you guys, hey, how do you rate this movies? And in case of a draw, we actually take your votes into uh our final rating accounting.
1: Why? We don't have a draw.
0: Yeah. Two classics and two nostalgics? I'd call that oh, a draw. We do? No. Yep.
1: It's a it's a it's a draw. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: thought somebody rated it a, a tragic. I lost count myself, sorry. No. <laughs>
3: Okay. That was your, your other man inside of you.
1: Yeah. That was the old me.
3: <laughs> I could him. change
1: mine if you want. No, Paul. I don't need you to I'd be here. happy to oh just gosh. so we could solve <laughs> something here.
0: I'll just do it. It'll, it's okay. I'll do a vote. And we'll you just... know,
1: me personally, I think it's tragic, but.
0: But you like to rate for cultural relevance. See, this is what happens when you care about other people.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 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 well. Um, I also feel bad for the filmmakers and people who worked so hard on this. Like, I don't like Paul. He thinks it's smooth. Yeah, I'm sure they, they really I don't
2: feel,
0: care about I where not. you think Paul. I mean, maybe they do, actually. <laughs> no, I have I feel no bad idea.
2: He's for Ridley Scott. He, he created Alien. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, I don't feel bad for Ridley at all. Sorry, he, you're talking he,
0: about like the the gaffer and the uh, second yeah. DP and all that.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. I'm talking about poor, um, you know, uh, Finkel and Ihorne. Okay,
0: she, let's keep going. It's the midnight there. The tragic. No, oh, you sorry, can. too late. So, thanks to our patrons, we from the ones who voted voted classic for Blade Runner. So, given that, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, alongside our Rewind Republic patrons. We rate Blade Runner a disputed classic movie. So uh, we definitely recommend you check this one out, whether or not you've seen it before, especially if you're gearing up or psyched for the Blade Runner 2049 movie to come out uh, later this year. You mean Finkel is Einhorn? Okay, guys. So awesome, awesome discussion of Blade Runner. Now let's see if we have any awesome feedback. Alice? Receiving incoming transmission. All right, it's time for some announcements and some feedback. We'll start with the announcements. It is time. The votes are in. Here are the next five movies we will be covering on the Retro, Re- on the Retro Rewind podcast. And remember, you can vote on the next five. It's never too late to vote by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. So, in the next five movies we'll be covering on the Retro Rewind podcast are, in a stunning upset, we have Transformers, the movie, the animated version.
1: What? I, say, I thought Robin Hood was on I, top. I,
0: it, it was, they were like trading places back and forth all oh. the last day of I didn't voting. realize
1: Transformers was so popular. I
0: didn't either, but that'll make our friend uh, Rob on Twitter happy, because he's okay. been campaigning for that movie for like ever Uh, Since he became a listener, I feel like. All right. Congratulations, Rob. Rob. (laughs) Uh, Then after that, again, kind of a weirdness, we have UHF.
1: What? Yep. That's not an animated. They were all animated before. Uh, Okay. Not anymore. All right.
0: UHF, then Robin Hood, the Disney animated version. Okay. Followed by Spirited Away.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: then closing out this pack of five is Monsters, Inc.,
1: oh okay
0: yeah so uh looking forward to uh hitting those up and thank you to everyone who voted you can continue to vote on uh by going to retrorewindpodcastcom slash vote i'm sure i've said that enough by now but hey, everyone sometimes you need a reminder uh but yeah go and vote and the, i've added five new movies a couple uh, a few from the old list uh one that was mentioned by someone who said why don't you do this movie so uh check those out vote them up and
1: down um, real quick, what yeah. was the number two? UHF. Wow. So the first one, Transformers, the animated movie had a Weird owl song on it. Oh and the yeah. The second one had weird. It seems like a bunch of Weird owl fans just got on there and went Pretty nuts much. with the voting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Another announcement we want to make sure you know about is that uh, this is kind of. In a way, a crossover episode. You might be thinking, huh,
1: Definitely." W- where
0: were uh, Paul and Francisco on uh, Calm Talk? Well, we weren't on the podcast Calm right. Talk. We got to, yeah. me and Paul got the chance to be on uh, Dallas and Celeste Geek Devotions. We did a devotional about Voltron and being part of the
1: body of Christ. And Voltron's was, part of the body of Christ?
0: Yeah, remember Jesus is Voltron? Oh, is he's the head. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Uh,
0: and all form the head. Um, cause that's what Jesus sounds like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: just cause I was thinking the same thing. Doesn't mean you need to call me out on it. <laughs> Regardless though, we had an awesome time. Uh, you can go to retro rewind podcast.com slash geek Devo. And that will take you to there. Uh, and yeah, so check that out, and check uh, subscribe to Geek Devotions if you enjoyed oh. that.
1: It's a YouTube channel.
0: It's a YouTube. Yeah, channel. Yeah, Look them up yes. there.
1: Exactly.
3: You guys did a great job. Yeah, thank you so oh. much. It was a lot of fun, right. and
0: I want to thank of my favorites. Aw, thank you, <laughs> and I want to thank Paul for putting together the majority of that. He did an awesome job.
1: Well, you know, you guys, you set us up and we knock it out of the park. That's <laughs> what we do. Pat ourselves on the back. Uh, <laughs> now they're going to, people are going to be totally disappointed with that setup. <laughs> jeez, I want more Voltron
0: talk. What's this all about? Christ, jeez. Uh, anyway, I also want to announce that we have, as always, go to slash store to go and get our merchandise. We have t shirts, hoodies. Uh, a lot of fun apparel. I think it's fun anyway right? to watch, and uh, you know, keep you warm, keep you clothed, and show that you are a fan of the Retro Rewind podcast.
1: So even when you're hot and sweating, you could still have a <laughs> our merch on. Exactly, like Blade Runner. <laughs>
2: Except we still have soap in 2017.
1: That's right. We recommend it too. You to don't know. It. It's maybe, not just for display.
0: Maybe their soap was dirty, and it smells
1: great, but it just leaves dirt. I mean, you don't know. It's,
2: possible. Well, it's that, that
1: woman was taking a shower, so they
3: got the, you can, there. You can make new soap.
2: Are, are you saying that everyone's a, 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 like uber hippie in the future and they bathe with the dirt?
1: No, everyone's an android and there's no purpose for it. Oh, off topic once again. <laughs> maybe that's the theme for tonight.
0: Now let's get to some of our feedback. Uh, first off, Patrick Kramer sent in quite a bit. And first off, this is regarding our Sword in the Stone episode. He Mm. says, uh, which is 123, I think this sums up Merlin's grouchiness and his relationship to Arthur. Merlin is fussy for sure, but the care and attention he gives Arthur is pretty touching, and the way that their relationship functions is quite intimate, with Merlin teaching Arthur all sorts of tricks to deal with the world, including some very magical ones, and mm-hmm. Arthur acting the wide-eyed student, sometimes questioning but always listening intently and observing. Heart is what sets Disney movies apart from mm-hmm. everything else, and in Sword on the Stone, it's positively overflowing. I mm-hmm. imagine he means with heart.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I i would probably disagree. I I feel like it has heart too. I feel like a movie needs more than heart though to make it a classic in my book. But thank you so much, Patrick, for sharing your thoughts. He also... (laughs) Uh, This is more in general, a bit of general feedback. Patrick says, So on a whim, I went back and checked all your final ratings on early episodes of the podcast that I never listened to. Return to Oz? Tragic? Super Mario Kart? (laughs) Tragic? Labyrinth? Tragic? Independence Day Classic? DuckTales the movie Tragic? And the one that really blew me? Blew my not blew me. The one that really blew my mind. The Muppet movie?
1: Tragic? Guys, come on! Well, have you recently rewatched that movie? Yes! All the time! The Muppet I'm movie? Sorry. Any of them? <laughs>
3: The the I, one Muppet movie that was good was Muppets in Space, and that's because of the music. Are You
1: kidding? Okay. <laughs> 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 Close, <laughs> he's closing the computer. <laughs> <to> the computer. <laughs> um. Yeah, there he goes.
0: <laughs> what? And, and we responded on Facebook, but to anyone that's curious, you can see all our reigns if you just go to our episodes page. I believe that's where it has all the final ratings for every episode. You can just like peruse through all of them. Uh, So to speak to that, Patrick, we, and I said this on Facebook, but in the early days of the podcast, if you're a new listener, we used to only have two ratings, classic and second class. And when we moved to the new reigns, I decided to transpose all the classics as classic, which makes sense, of course, and all the second classes as tragics. So we may decide at one point to revisit these movies again and give them a fresh rating. Uh, That's something that Paul and I certainly would like to do if we ever reach our Patreon goal of having one episode a week. I imagine that would be something we definitely would do. But right now, uh, we're not doing that, um, and we' are not sure when we would do it. So patron up. (laughs) So patron up, exactly. Uh, but thank you so much, Patrick, for your feedback. If you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best place to do it, for the most part, is on our Facebook page. Uh, just join our Facebook – not our Facebook page, our Facebook group. Join it by going to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group. Well, we have just about reached our last nav point and the end of the episode. If you are new to the show, thank you for listening this far – I imagine it was fun, or comical, or maybe just 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 interesting in some regard. Uh, so thank you for for listening, and you know what? Since you're here, why not subscribe to the show? It doesn't cost you anything; just a few minutes of your time. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or any podcaster you like. But if you have been, if you're one of those who have been loving this show for a while, please consider becoming one of our patrons. It really makes a difference uh, in helping. Get the grow the show, making it better. Uh, you go to ret, go to slash retro rewind podcast to support us financially for just one dollar an episode, which comes out to about two a month since we release about two episodes a month. You will get even more content. You'll get things like our new tubes, us playing the games. We just played Domo Adigato, Mr. Roboto, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we you can get newer movie reviews sometimes, commentaries and more so thank you to all our current patrons it's so awesome to have you investing in the show the way you are and i want to ask again uh consider supporting us like them with that though we have now reached nav point omega paul do you have any intel on our next mission
1: all right next time we'll be going back to the year 1986 for you heard it transformers the movie wait
0: you mean i gotta dare to be stupid
1: Yes, the animated kind. All is right. Stupid, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to share your memories about that movie or talk to us about anything, contact us at Retro Rewind Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And also check out our videos of game streams and pod trailers on youtube.com/slash Retro Rewind Podcast. And if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. Thank
0: you, Paul. Thank you for being an awesome friend. Awesome co-host. Awesome runner of blades and whatnot. Who's it's and and what's it's galore. And
1: uh, origami maker. Origami maker, (laughs) yes.
0: But thank you so much for doing the show with me. I really appreciate it. And wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Sure. Thank you for having me on, as always. It's a blast. Awesome. And I want to say a very special thank you to our first-time guest. Dallas and Celeste it is yeah. fantastic having you on the show. Uh, thank you for being on it. Will you please tell our listeners where you, where they can find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote?
3: Uh, yeah, we uh, we can find us on YouTube at uh, Geek Devotions. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, just very simple, Geek Devotions. Look those up and we could pop up pretty quickly. Um, I don't know what's new that we can promote um uh, uh, Bible we, studies.
2: We we are doing Bible studies with Geeks Under Grace. Mm-hmm. We are participating in writing them. I think our awesome. next Bible study is Dark, uh, Tower. Dark Tower.
3: Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Will it
0: be based on the, the movie one. or the book?
3: Yeah. The movie. Yeah, well, what we do Fair. is we go see the movies, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a team of us. There's four of us? Or, no, there's more than that now. Yeah, there's a good-sized team of us. We all go see different movies. and mm-hmm. um,
2: Within a week of its release, we have a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, um, cool. We actually have enough people now that we're going back and doing some movies that were released before we started this. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting, and it's all free mm-hmm. for download. Mm-hmm. You can grab the the Bible study, grab a group of friends, go see the movie, and then do the Bible study. Or if it's a movie that you don't care to watch because we do not suggest going to a movie if you have an issue with it, mm-hmm. um, you can go through the Bible study and have a talking point with people who have gone and seen the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very all nice. our books are written in
3: such a way that you can easily pick it up and just run with it and not mm-hmm. have to worry, worry about uh, some of the nuances. There'll be a few things in there that you may not understand completely, but you'll have a frame of reference to jump off with. Yeah. And, um, so let's tell them about what we just did this past week, though. With uh, We did it on um, Spider-Man. Uh, right, yeah, Spider-Man. Oh,
2: yeah. Sorry, my brain is shutting off. Um, we actually did the the Spider-Man Bible study that Dallas wrote on Spider-Man Homecoming uh-huh. live with some of our friends over at oh, wow. Thunder Grace. Mm-hmm. And so that was interesting. It was really cool because... We had some really good comments going mm-hmm. in, during the live chat, and then there was actually a little bit of ministry going on in oh, the comments.
0: nice. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: So yeah, that's that really made cool. me happy. There's like the 16-year-old kid who came in who, like, he kind of feels like he's kind of alone in his faith at uh-huh. his home. He's the only uh-huh. one that's, uh, that's a Christian, mm-hmm. wow. and, and he has to be the example for his family. And it's rough for him at times. Yeah. And so we got to encourage him and, and whatnot. And so yeah. his really own source of encouragement he gets on a regular basis is through ministries like Geeks Under Grace and what we do with Geek Devotions. Yeah. Wow. So it was really pretty cool free time there. And, of Dude. course, we also have our podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that?
1: I was about to say, did you tell him the line, you know, with great power comes great responsibility? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you no, know, I think actually he quoted that one to us. Yeah, <laughs> Good <laughs> for him. It was it was one of those things of we're we're doing the Bible study on a Google Hangout, so we're all talking and then me and one other person were monitoring the comments. And yeah. so uh-huh. we're watching this happen. Oh. And then it's like a, a oh oh stop, stop. We need to we need to read this. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be brought to attention.
3: Right.
2: Um so, so, yeah. Yeah.
3: it's pretty cool. I'm we also cool. have a podcast called Yeah, Calm Talk. Uh, you just look for it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and you just look for Com by Geek Devotions, and we pop up C O and O M M. Yeah, two M. Yes, C O M M. And then uh, we actually—it was actually inspired because of you guys, because you guys did our our Vulture episode on Geek Devotions. Uh, we're like, hey, Wisco go. And our last episode, we decided to talk about Com our Vulture more. That's
2: what we should have yeah. talked about for our our new thing. We've become obsessed with the line
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. Go Lion. fan
2: of
1: one day. That's awesome. King of Monsters? Uh, is that what it's? Yeah. King of Beasts. King, king of beasts. beasts. There we go. Him and Simba. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, well, Godzilla is the King of Monsters.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Dallas and Celeste. Uh, thanks for sharing all that. And again, being on the show is a pleasure having you. Um, and if you want to find me, Francisco, I'm on Twitter, at FXRUIZX. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, doing a lot more on Instagram, posting my pixel artwork. I'm doing there if you'd like to follow me there and I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com thank you though so much for listening no matter what you're doing whether you're uh, driving to work or doing a workout or what have you thank you for listening subscribing supporting and sharing the podcast with your friends and we pray that this uh show brought you a glimmer of joy or more or at least some something to think about and as a final note i want to say you can catch us on the junkies.com, which is the retro junkies network or the christian geek central network at christiangeekcentral.com but like a pokemon we gotta catch you all later on the next episode of the retro rewind podcast
1: retro rewind mission complete Proceed to nap point, Omega, and return to base. It's too bad this episode won't live. But then again, who does?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good close. Good close. Thank you, Mr. Adama.